Welcome unparalleled agents and investors from across the country. Today is Thursday, July 8th, 2021, and this is Mastermind Podcast number 335. I want to start, as I usually do, by congratulating our winners of the week. Last week, we had Douglas with a $1.5 million probate deal, and Nancy came up with her idea of the week. And we're always looking for those guys, and we have fabulous free leads or discounted leads or whatever you choose to take, but we do have prizes for the best success story of the week, which is probate specific, and then just the best overall idea of the week, which can be based on anything to do with real estate sales or investing. We have an action-packed call. You guys who are here today will be very glad that you are here. So don't go anywhere. Let me kick it real quick to Bruce. And Bruce, you can highlight your programs and how they're going. Any announcements you want to make? Sure thing. Yep. So we're in the middle of a uh, probate foundations class. And if you did not make it into register for that this this month, then come next month. And then in the middle of the in the middle of the month this month, we're going to be doing a role play session, specifically geared a little bit more toward what we learn in the foundations class. But we are doing role play on the third Wednesday of this month at one o'clock Eastern. So. Please, guys, show up for that. Practice your scripts. And then, of course, we've been talking for several weeks now about the new ISA program where you have your ISA that, that we provide as a direct contractor of your business. And uh, I want to reiterate something to everyone on this call that if you are partaking or you're getting one of the ISAs that we're providing, I'm going to challenge you to call with that ISA. If you're an investor on this call and you don't know what an ISA is, it's a VA that makes your phone calls. It stands for Inside Sales Agent or Inside Sales Associate. And we have international ISAs and domestic ISAs that you can you hire them directly and then we will manage them for you. So we'll manage and train them. So it would either be a uh, IISA or a DISA for domestic. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, making me confuse everyone, Tim. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We know that. So that's uh, kicking off. That's already kicked off. We are doing calls, private and group, for anyone that wants to know more and has a Q&A. If you uh, want to get on that, check your emails from bruce at alltheleads.com. came out uh, a few days ago where I've got some booking times in there where you could come to a Q&A session over the next couple of weeks. If you want something private, call the sales team or call the uh, support line and they'll get you get your name on the list and we'll give you a private call. But we're doing really good. First round of interviews is going to start for those early adopters next week. And that's all I have for you guys at the moment. I think. Awesome. Tim- Go ahead. Something else first? Nope. I'm good. Okay, great. All right. Without further delay, guys, we've rolled out a couple new programs. We said once we get something to the point where we feel it's ready to go, then we bring it to you. And anybody on this call is going to have the opportunity to be an early adapter for two new programs that we are ready to announce. And uh, since we're since we like acronyms, I'll turn it over to my partner and our CEO, Tim ASAP. Go get him, Tim. That's RC, which stands for really cool, Jim. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, glad to help. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things, and then towards the end of the call, I'm going to give you, when we come back, some links to go avail yourselves of these programs. The first of these is that we've talked for a while and been working for a while to find ways to 
help make everything that you do from a marketing standpoint more affordable because we're all about trying to help you be successful and to deliver it at the most affordable prices possible. And we try to keep our costs down. We know that we're not the cheapest guys on the block, but our costs are significantly higher than the leads that you get, which aren't curated and don't have a lot of the work that we put into providing you with the excellent data that we do. So one of the things that we have done is we have been fortunate to work with a number of, of companies who contacted us and said, oh, we sure like to get access to your great folks, and they know that we have a substantial presence in the market, and so they would love to offer great programs. And we turn all of them down because we don't want to bombard you guys with crazy offers and make these things a sell-a-thon. However, we were able to put a program together with a uh, company called Probate Cash that you're only going to be able to get through us, and it's not because we're trying to shield you from it or protect you from it. It's that they're doing it because of the volume that we bring to the game. What they're going to offer is a cash advance to the heirs of a, a probate. And what that means is that if an heir knows that they're going to be inheriting money, and oftentimes they do, even in advance of the will or anything else, they'll have an idea that they're going to be receiving some money, and they need to get it quickly. They need to get their hands on it. It can be for education. It can be for housing. It could be for medical care. It could be for all of the reasons that, that quick cash is really something that they need. So this is not a loan. It literally is a cash advance. It gets settled against the estate when it's done, and it's not. it doesn't lean the estate, but it gets settled against it when it's done. That's when it becomes due. The person seeking the cash advance is going to have to be named in the will, and it'll involve them doing the work necessary to prove that works for them. And what I mean by that is that they will contact the heir that is requesting a cash advance. They'll also get with the attorney for the estate to determine if, in fact, that person does stand to inherit because the attorney would have the ability to talk with them about the will with the permission of the person uh, requesting the cash advance. And they know how to do this. They've been doing it for a while. Um, the amount as a minimum uh, is $3,500, and they'll go up to a maximum of $200,000 as a cash advance. Again, stressing it's not a loan. It is a cash advance. Uh, the repayment for the advance will be negotiated directly between a representative from probate cash and your referred client, and the repayment will simply await the settlement of the probate in the will. So when the will gets settled out, the money gets moved to the heirs from that, they will then repay the cash advance. And the structure and cost of this is negotiated between uh, probate cash and them. What's in it for you is real simple. For anybody that you furnish to this program, you're going to get $300 when a cash advance is completed. Um, it's very, very simple. That's all you'll need to do. We're providing you and we'll provide you with a link to this before this call is over with a form where you can register your, um, your clients for anyone who expresses a need for this. And this gives you yet another thing to offer to people that you're speaking with in regard to probate. So if you're talking to someone and, you know, they might need to sell a house quickly and you know that's going to take some time but they really need money quickly and they already know that they've got money coming downstream and it's either in the will because they're the sole inheritor. So they know that the real estate's there. There are lots of different ways they can validate that it's, it's a valid uh, opportunity to advance the cash. You'll get 300 bucks and they'll be happy and they'll be indebted to you forever 
so that you win all the way around in this deal. And uh, all you'll need to do is give them the name of the decedent, the name of the client, their phone number, and their email. You'll let the client know to expect the contact from probate cash, and they'll take it from there. So this is a pretty simple program, but it won't take very many of these to make sure all of your marketing costs are paid for. And if you add this to your arsenal for the things that you offer to your customers, they're going to be very pleased with you for doing that. And we know that this works well. It's a good program. And so we think you'll be happy with that. If you have questions, certainly hop on, hit star six and one. I'll be happy to answer them for you. And as I said, we will be uh, announcing a link for this at the close of this call or before the end of the call. I'll let you know uh, where to go for that. And I'm not being cute about that. We're doing some last minute testing with one aspect of this so that it works correctly. And we know that it works well before we hand out the link because we'll know you're going to likely go jump over there and go get registered real quick. Just wait, wait a little bit and I'll come back with that info. Second thing is, Jim, go ahead. You wanted to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, when Tim first mentioned this to me, my first thought was, okay, that's great. If they're, if an agent's getting 100 leads or doing a couple deals a month, all it takes is those couple deals to refer to these people and their leads are basically free. But then what I also realized is they don't necessarily even have to be doing business with you. It could be a situation where there's no real estate, but there's a substantial inheritance and they need the money right away. It could be a situation where they're not planning on selling the property, but they need some money to fix it up, or one of the heirs needs money and the other four don't. There's a lot of situations. Like Tim said, I think this will definitely be an out-of-the-box service that'll get you a lot more listings, but it's also something where you can recur some of your marketing costs whether you're going to do a deal with them or not. You know, I, I just, there's a tremendous opportunity here. If you're getting 100 leads and you have an average cost, if you can do a couple deals a month, you're pretty much most of your marketing is going to be covered. And it can come from a variety of sources. I just wanted to bring that home if it wasn't obvious. No, that's an excellent point. And absolutely, that's correct. Whether that whether there's property in it or not that you're going to be able to deal with, it means that every lead that you have now has a new potential value for this. And quite often, you're going to find that if people know this is available to them, they're going to take advantage of it because everybody likes to get their hands on money as quick as they can. Um, I think that's a very excellent point that you made, Jim, and a good way to, to put that because now, even though you may find that they're not going to sell to anything else, you can still monetize that. So every lead that you've got represents 300 bucks to you if you can interest them in getting quicker access to funds. And the people that are doing this are very easy to deal with. We've been working with them for quite a while on some other programs, have known them for a while. So this isn't something that we're looking at as a fly-by-night. We've been working with them for over a year. We take a long time to vet anybody that we ever bring to you. And I think this may be one of the few that, excuse me, one of the few that we've brought out. I like this. Uh, we know it's a good program. So again, star six and one, if you have any questions, be glad to answer your questions about that. I'm going to move into the second thing I want to announce now and uh, then we'll get on with the rest of the call. Um, we have noodled around and talked around a good bit about offering additional product, and we decided to focus our energy on making sure that we covered all of the bases and everything we could think of in regard to uh, probate before we move on to the next two or three products that we will be rolling out through the rest of the year. And in, in that, we have come up with a product that we're calling pre-probate. Pre-probate is in advance of the personal representative being appointed, in advance of a will being filed, obviously the person has passed away and notice of that death 
has been recorded, sometimes recorded as an official notice in the newspaper, sometimes it's an obituary. There are a number of different ways that information becomes publicly available. We take that information and then we start working through that with all of the things that we do to add information to that. And so what we've done with that data is that we start with the decedent's last known address, all the information about the decedent. We then go and collect the addresses for all of that, anywhere that the decedent shows as having lived within the last few years, so that if they pass away in a nursing home, but they previously lived at 123 Elm Street, we have both of those. We also find any property that the decedent may have owned in that same time frame, just as we do with Probate Plus, we dig in to that for the pre-probate program. So if we find that John Smith or Sally Smith passed away and lived at 123 Elm Street, we go then dig around and find anything else that seems possibly to refer to that person as far as owned property. And we'll refer, we'll return back five or six of those for you as well. In addition, and probably more importantly, we then go and start digging around for heirs and associates. And we'll return back to you name phone number, city, state, and zip for up to 10 heirs, and I believe it's up to four associates. So lots of different ways to get in touch with that person and make reference to possible properties that they own, but all of them that come back in this program will indeed show properties that appear to be owned by the decedent prior to their death. So this is a pretty valuable program. It obviously is significantly different than probate because it's a, a different mindset going to require a different emotional approach because, in fact, the, the data is very fresh. It could provide data on people who literally passed away last week. We go back 30 days because we do it on the same basis. We sell it on a monthly basis, but we go back only 30 days and we'll catch deaths that have occurred as recently. For example, if we put them out on Tuesday, we may show notices of death from the middle of last week. So it's very fresh. Obviously, the pain and challenge with the family is also very fresh, but it's also potentially a time that their needs are the greatest. For the same reason that the cash advance program works, there's also significant advantage in being there at the right time and being able to offer the family some of the services that you have as an offering, not being predatory, not trying to, hey, I want to list your house, I want to sell your house for your husband, wife, or relative that just died last week. You really have to start with value first and all of that, and it's going to take some training and all of that. So we're working on putting the uh, letter program together. We're working on some training about what to say, when to say it, how to deal with all of this. But in advance of that, we're going to let you, our current subscribers, pre-register for this in your county. Again, I'll give you the link as soon as the links are available and have been tested, and we're literally working on them now as soon as the ink's dry, so to speak. We'll let you know where they are before the end of the call. But you'll simply put down your name, phone number, your email, and the counties that you're interested in. And when we're ready to roll this out, and it will probably be within the next two, three weeks, we're shooting for trying to get it out by the end of the month. But we won't put it out until it's ready. So don't don't bug us to death about when is it going to be there. When's it gonna be? But we want to give you the opportunity to pre-register so that we get a sample of what the volume is going to be out the door. But more importantly, we want to allow you to protect your spot. So if you want it in your county, you need to let us know. And we will not open this to the general public until we've had a chance to expose all of our current subscribers to it. We're soft announcing it on the call today so that you'll get the information first and you'll get first dibs on that. We'll push this again and we'll probably do the same announcement 
next week on our call with some pre-announcement and email to get some more traffic on the call. But that's the registration for it. And by then, we'll potentially have some more information about how long it'll be before we roll it out and all of that. So again, if you have questions about that, star six, one, we'll be happy to answer them. And those are the two programs that we're announcing right now. We have another one that we'll be announcing also next week. Weren't quite ready for that one today. We had we were going to do three announcements today, but we, we try to get these things right before we put them out. So we'll talk about that next week as well. And with that, at 20 minutes past the hour, I hand it back to you, Jim. Okay, excellent. Yeah, no, Jim, you recap that perfectly. The only thing I would add there to that program is this will be great for the very few areas of the country, like Rhode Island and uh, Philadelphia and some counties in South Carolina where we've never been able to get data. Now we'll have a product for you guys. This probably won't be for everybody. For a lot of our subscribers are probably going to be happy to stay just with what they have. This will be, we think, particularly valuable to investors and anybody is, who's in a market that has a lot of investors. We, in some places, I think like Colorado, that by the time you, people get their leads, half of them are already listed or sold. So this is an opportunity to get there ahead of the competition, certainly, or a lot sooner than you are. And we're not saying this is for everybody. You, you have to make that decision. And I can't stress enough that it does require being much more sensitive, like Tim said. So anyway, great job with both of those. And now you have a reason to come back next week. We're going to have another announcement next week. We are just uh, 2021 is the year where we're making some significant uh, breakthroughs. And we appreciate you all being here and being in a position to take advantage of this first. Uh, hey, Jim, one other thing I want to point out, Jim, one other sure. thing I want to point out is that this is a complement, not a replacement for probate and, and uh, probate plus. This is simply the opportunity for you to cover the entire field. Right now, everything you're dealing with is after the personal representative has been appointed and probate has been filed. Now we're backing up and we're getting it before all that happens so that you do get the opportunity to talk to folks that you have been missing before because there are people who literally sit on the obits in the newspaper and start dialing the day after. And that's not who we want to be. It's not who we want you to be. But we also don't want you to be in a situation where, as an ethical, honest person, and as a person that is employing what we teach you, we don't want you to be at a disadvantage. So we're going to help you get there, get there first, and get there in, a right, in the right way so that it's well-conditioned, so that the people don't perceive you as the same kind of other people who are purse-chasing, if you will, to pull this data out. So we're going to do it right as we usually do and try to do it as best we can to arm you with the what to say, when to say it, and the right ways to do it so that the emotional impact of the death is not overshadowing anything that you try to do from a marketing standpoint. But it is a compliment. It's not a replacement program. Perfect. All right. Great job, guys. We will answer questions about this and anything else that's on your mind. We've got a full queue. If anybody else wants to jump in, I would do it now. Hit star six and hit one. I'll probably have to close it down in the next 10 minutes or so. First up this week is phone number ending in 8174. You're up first. Are you there, 8174? No one there. Okay. Hello. Next up is phone number ending. Somebody was there? Yeah. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You're back. Or you're there. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> I'm in South Carolina, actually. 
And some of the courthouses, I have a difficult time getting in to review files. Is there any particular thing I can say or I can do to make that access easier? Release files? Is that what you're asking? Just the probate court in general. When I go to some of the courts in other counties here in South Carolina, they give me a hard time getting inside and getting access, although they say this, this is public records. But they want to know who I am, what I'm doing, so on and so forth. So is there something I can say or do to make this process a little smoother, easier? You could always just tell them that you have a service that works with personal representatives and estates to help them get through probate faster. And that's why you want to pull the data. And if they still don't let you in, that might just be a courthouse policy. But that's the simplest explanation when you walk in and they say, who are you and what do you want? My is this. I have a service that uh, works with families going through probate to try to make their process go faster and easier. That's why I'm looking. Okay. Thank you. Hey, and I was just going to add, I referenced a minute ago that there are, South Carolina has some unusual privacy provisions, I think, that were passed two or three years ago. And it's only enforced in several of the courthouses. Most of them are pretty good to deal with, but we have run into the same issue where they want you to be, they give you the third degree before they let you in there. Um, this will be a good opportunity to try the other product. And also, Kim may have some more insight on this, but I think there's only two or three counties that absolutely won't let us in. The rest of them, I think Bruce gave you good advice that you have a service to help these people. And it is public information. It is supposed to be available to the public. But unfortunately, sometimes the smaller the county, the more difficult they are to deal with. You know, they get, yeah, you get a person at a power who feels like they're in a position of authority, and man, you got to brown nose them a bit to get past them. Jim, do you have any additional insights into the South Carolina situation or no? Yeah, the only thing I would say is that it's like anything else. We've been doing this a long time, so we have researchers who are familiar with the folks in the county. They're familiar with our researchers, and so. That's how we're able to do the things that we do. We have researchers. That's why we provide the data for you. If you want to be sure to get the data, you know, my, my recommendation, obviously, is you consider becoming a subscriber and you won't have to worry about it. If it's available, we'll make sure that you get it. Also, the other side of this is once you get your foot in the door, then they'll know who you are and you won't have that problem. But I also would recommend when you get a chance, you may want to consider being a subscriber and see if you want to have us get the information for you as part of this program, and it probably would work well for you. The pre-probate program might also work for you because there are some counties in your state that simply, as Jim said, are not open and have not gotten reopened to the public yet, probably mostly because of staffing issues, not just for COVID, but it just didn't have the staff that reopened for the public yet because they're small. Agreed. Thank you. All righty. All right. Excellent. We have four more in the queue. We do have room for more. Just hit star six and hit one. In the meantime, next up is phone number ending in 2184. You're up next. Hi there. How are you doing? Great. 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 My name is Quab, and I was on a call a while back, but then I just got back on into ATL or leads. But the question is, I've been working on a property, and it's being controlled by, and of course, an administrator. And it's a probate issue, obviously. But the, the problem is that the administrator is really ignoring me. And, and he's, okay, I'm going to uh, take care of it, but he doesn't do anything. So how can I actually get him to move? It's been a year so far. All the heirs have signed the, the property, so I can. Uh, they gave me the right to uh, purchase the property. 
And the last step, of course, is the administrator. And he refuses to sign for whatever reason. He even went behind my back and was like, he's trying to sell the property uh, to a different buyer. And that didn't work. And so I'm at which end. How can I get him to sign off on the uh, agreement so that we can move forward with the closing? Do you guys have any? There are two other heirs. Is that There's a total of four heirs, and everyone has signed an agreement ready to sell the property to me. Ooh, However, okay. the administrator. Yep. I'm sorry. Have they? There is there still pieces of the probate process that that are have yet to be done. And what state are you in? I'm in Georgia, and from okay. what I understand, there there are no other pieces of the process that needs to be done. He actually just has to sign off. I even went to, he said, I've just really been busy, but it's been a year. Mm. So I call him every day, he doesn't answer. I leave messages, he doesn't answer. And then I just uh, went to his office, introduced myself. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll do it by next. I I met him on Wednesday, he said, I'll do it by Friday. And of course that hasn't happened, that didn't happen. And that was last September sometime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. So I today did you speak with all of them or just just one or two of them? I spoke with the one that's the older sister and she's pretty much controlling everything. Uh, there was an extreme brother and I finally got him to sign, and that's what I said. So everybody has signed uh, the contract for me to go ahead and purchase the property. And is so, the personal representative not an heir? The no, yes, the 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 administrator is not an heir. The administrator was signed by was assigned by the uh, county probate judge. There you go. That's that's the key element right there, Bruce. You know that's the issue. The motivation level is low because uh, there's not family pressure on him to get this done. Well, one of the, the heirs went to the judge, his which is his uh, uh, boss, and she the judge said, "Okay, I'll check into it," and then nothing came of that either. So, so we're just getting uh, we're just getting stonewalled. Bruce, I don't want to, I'm not trying to horn in. If you've got a suggestion, go ahead. go ahead. Otherwise, I was going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, all I was going to say is your pressure point is with the with the heirs. They're the folks who want to get this done. And if there are no outstanding issues with this, the attorney who's doing this, I, I assume that the is the PR an attorney appointed by the court? Yes. Okay, so if he wants to get any more appointments from the court, he needs to get warmed up by the judge that, you know, puts pressure on him that says you're you're not executing your responsibility appropriately. How long ago did you get the last heir to sign your agreement? That was uh, last week. That was last week. I mean, literally until then, you really didn't have this all in hand. But now that you do, I think you need to. Can you when is the last time you spoke with a PR? And wait, who is the PR? What is that? The personal representative. I'm sorry, you said the, the personal representative? The court-appointed personal representative. Okay, I, he's hard to get in contact with. He doesn't return calls. He doesn't. The, the heir went to his office. I said, I suggested she go to his office. She went to his office, and he saw it, and then he goes out the back door. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so the last time I spoke to I haven't spoken to him in quite some time, although I've left several messages since the last week, and I've I sent a document for him to sign saying it's, it's time-sensitive. I'm ready to close. Uh, can you sign the the DocuSign document just uh, just to release the uh, property so we can go ahead and close? And he do, has you have not... probate, do you have a probate attorney that you deal with in that county? No, I don't. It's a new it's a new county. I just it's a friend and a friend introduced me to the property. It's a new county. It's in southern Georgia, South Georgia, and I don't know anybody in that town. It's like do you uh, have you know, a probate attorney that you 
you deal with I where you are. No, I do not. Okay, because you you may need to petition repetition the court to either get a new personal personal representative assigned or find some way to have the heirs put the appropriate pressure on that judge because not much you can do to force this. You only have standing through the the people who signed that agreement with you, and right. they're the ones who are going to have to heat this up, not you. All you can do is try, but they have standing in the court because it's their property. And if the if the personal representative is not fulfilling their responsibility, then that's something that they need to deal with. Do, are they anxious to get this done? They're anxious to get it done. They're like, they're like, what's going on? Why is it taking so long? And they've been to his office. They've been to the judge's office under my uh, direction. I said, you have to speak to him. I spoke with him uh, last year sometime, but he's nice, but he just, he kind of, it's, it's like a brush off situation. Oh, you know, okay, yeah, I've been really busy, nice, you know, but I'll, I'll get to it, and he doesn't get to it. And then, so what size property is this? What's the value it's of it? A, let's see, it's about comps have it at based on prop stream. Uh, it's at sixty thousand dollars, I believe. Yeah, sixty thousand. Okay. I have it, you know, under contract for twenty thousand five hundred uh, sixty after it's repaired in twenty twenty one condition. It's about twenty five thousand dollars worth of work that needs to get it to that point. So then he tried to sell it himself, and he couldn't sell it. And then he tried to get the estranged brother to, he, he got in contact with this estranged brother, the one here heir that was not in communication with the other three sisters. And I finally was able to get him. And like I said, he just signed last week sometime. But I, when I spoke to the brother, I said, did you ever speak to him? He said, uh, yeah. And I said, speak about it. He said, well, he, he wanted to sell the property. Apparently he couldn't sell the property, you know, uh, and I guess he's just, I don't know. I'm just at my wit's end. Do yeah. any of the heirs have an attorney? Uh, they don't have an attorney. Yeah. Bruce, what do you think about trying to get the heirs well, to go together? And Yeah, I would say that the heirs could go together and get an attorney. The other, And, and it doesn't sound like they're going to make much out of this estate, so they might not have a whole lot of cash to pull together for an attorney, but they could get an attorney. Or you could get an attorney. What you're going to want in that county is a county that you're subscribing in. But I'm going to say that you're going to want a relationship with this administrator more than anything else, because if if this is someone that frequently gets assigned as an administrator by the court, I, I'm hoping you're hoping that you're not, never going to see him again. I'm hoping that you yes. are going to see him again. And if you do, you're going to need a relationship. You're going to need to help. Okay, um, you, you probably want to butter the person up with some good empathic statements. Like, it sounds to me like uh, they've got you running really ragged. Okay, what's missing on this file? Okay, that, that's a question you want to ask. What's missing on this file that holding things up? And then get the answer to that. And then can I, can I coordinate that for you? So if he's missing any signatures, if he's missing any conversations with anyone, offer to coordinate it for him. I, and I, I actually did that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I actually okay. Did that. Yes. And I said, I said, well, Hey, I said, his name is John. I said, John, well, can I take the document over to the judge for you so she can sign it? I said, I know you're busy. I could imagine you're busy. So I'll gladly run it over there myself. He says, no, it's something that I have to do, but he doesn't, he doesn't do it. He doesn't answer the heiress phone call. He, and, and he never returns the phone calls. And like I said, she actually paid him a visit on several occasions, and he'll, he'll leave the office. And he's just extremely busy. So it's, just a, it's a complete stonewall. Yeah. Complete. It's a small what town. I'm sorry? Is he on Facebook? Is he on Facebook? No, I don't think so. Hey, I'm just wondering if you can look him up and find something out about um, him. And then I might also, so I try to find some things out about him. And I've done this with developers before. 
And this cannot be tied to the deal. The problem is the perception of this being tied to the deal. You could always start to, through gifts and things like that, build a relationship with the person. I had a developer several years ago that I was trying to build a relationship with that that, that was um, stonewalling me. And I found out that the person was a big country music fan. So I sent a uh, ticket to his office with a personal note that said, here's a ticket to a concert. I thought maybe you'd go. I'd like to meet you. I'm going to be there. And by the way, if any of your family members want to go, I have three extra tickets could we have coffee? Right. So I'm probably going to try to find some sort of a, some sort of bait and give part of it away. And then a little bit more, I'm just going to hold back in exchange for a coffee. And then once you've got a relationship with the person, then, then you typically have things go a little bit smoother. I don't know if you want to go that far into the process, but I'm going to try to find something that person wants or enjoys and, and offer to offer to give it in, in exchange for a, a meeting, in exchange for a meeting or coffee. The other thing that if you don't want to do that, the other thing that I would do is talk with some of the other people in the courthouse and say, hey, I've got a deal I'm dealing with John. I haven't had any luck getting a hold of him. If you were me, what would you do to get, get a sit down or a meeting with John and find out right. what they say? Most people probably see him every day and they know who he meets with what motivates him, different things like that. So I'm going to go to some of the other employees that probably interact with, with him as an administrator. Well, question for you. You just got the contract completely executed last week. Did you put a closing date on the contract or not? I did. And I said, I, I said this contract needs to be signed by uh, Friday, this upcoming Friday, so they, uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And then I sent it via DocuSign. You know, I told him, I said, hey, John, this contract is, is time sensitive, and I, I, I'd like you to sign it. And then I, I thanked him in advance for his cooperation. I spoke with his secretary, and me, her and I joked around, hey, how you doing? This is cooperative. Hey, I know he want, hey, it's me again. I know he probably wants to get me out of here. I do have to apologize, but hey, I just, you know, I'm trying to get. Did you put a date for the closing on there, to close on or before a certain date or not? No, That's- no, I didn't. Okay, so what'd you put there? You just left it blank or left it open ended? No, what I said was that this this in order this contract has to be ratified by all parties by seven eight twenty twenty one or it becomes null and void. The contract becomes no, void. I, I understand that, but in the contract itself where you said I'm gonna buy your property for X dollars, did you put a date that you would close that contract once it's ratified oh, or not? Oh no, no I didn't. Okay, because what oh, I was going to suggest, I did, I did say 30 days. I said 30 days. We were oh. up to date. What I was going to strongly suggest to you, given everything I've heard so far, and I learned this the hard way. When I'm buying a probate, I never put a closing date on there. I always put closing to take place within 30 days of completion of the probate process. You know what I mean? Because what you don't want is to have a contract that's supposed to close in 30 days and then it doesn't close through no fault of your own and you got to go get the contract changed and changed. So I always try to put an open-ended on the closing date on a probate. And, and because if this guy is as slow as he's been and it takes another six months to close it, that could work to your advantage. The property might just go up in value between now and then. It also may get in, in, more, in worse disrepair. But right. just a suggestion, you might want to, in the future, you might want to try to leave the closing date open-ended. You, okay. It's in front of them now. The, your first battle now is to get it signed. You can worry about that. Right. And like I said, I spoke right. with the, the heir, speak with the judge. And again, she said, yeah, I'll, sure. and that was last year, and, and nothing came out of that as well. 
All right. We have three more in the queue. If there's anything else we can do to help you between calls, you know, I think you had a couple good ideas there. I like asking someone at the courthouse, how would you go about getting a hold of this guy? Try to find him on Facebook. Probably your best bet, too, or something we talked about, is the more pressure the heirs can put on them, the better, because yeah. they have yeah, as gain as you do. Sure. I have them draft a letter. Yep. I'll, put, I'll help them draft a letter and send it to the judge. And see All, right. That. All right. Come back next week. If you need help in the meantime, reach out to us directly. We appreciate it. Okay. Thanks much. Thanks. All right. so- yeah, you're very welcome. Take- All right. Next up, and we have three more in the queue. That should take us nicely up to the top of the hour. Next up is... Phone number ending in 7349. You're up next. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, my name is Reggie. I just signed up with you guys last week. I'm just, should I, let me, should I work on getting the team together before I start making the calls and send the letters? Or what, what would be the best approach? Simultaneously. Send the letters, make the calls, build your team kind of at the same time. You don't have to have any of it perfected before another thing can start to happen. Um, in most businesses, I encourage people to have their prospecting days. So that those are your in-the-business days where you're prospecting, you're working on appointments, and then you want to have your on-the-business days where you're focused on building your team, on creating letters, on creating systems. And I, last thing that we want you to do is go out and spend three weeks working on a team without making any calls, only to fall behind on your calls and your leads. So set yourself some in-the-business days where you're going to be making your calls and a few on-the-business days where you're going to be working on your systems. Okay, sounds good. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks, Reggie. All right. Two more in the queue. Next up is phone number ending in... 6662, you're up next. Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Loud and clear. Awesome. Okay, so this is a question that you guys have answered a billion times, but I tried to go back in and listen to the recordings. I couldn't find where Bruce was talking about a conversation with a lawyer when you're trying to build your team. I got an awesome call back from a lawyer who actually left me a message and typical kind of lawyer bravado. I know everything. This is probably not going to work out. You probably don't want to work with me. I already have an agent, but if you want to talk, go ahead and give me a call. So I got real excited to be able to have this opportunity. I'm going to call him as soon as we get off the phone with the mastermind today. What am I saying when I call up a lawyer and talk to him? Yep. Great question. And it would be hard to find the answer to this. And truthfully, my answer is always going to vary a little bit. Um, First thing is that we want to recognize that he's hit you pretty hard with a big objection. He's probably just hoping that you don't call him back. So he's hit you pretty hard with a big objection. And the first thing I always want to do is completely make myself as small of a threat as possible, as small of a threat to his way of of life and his process as possible. So I'm going to start it off by saying, hey, it sounds to me like you've got a great system, a great process, probably a really great agent that you like referring that's no problem. I don't want to interfere. What I want to do is step in and offer some services to your clients and maybe you that, that, that might help through the probate process, get through probate faster, make things a little easier than they are right now. I have some thoughts, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Could we have a, a quick coffee one day? And now on a coffee or a follow-up call, or if he says, hey, I have 20 minutes now, on at, at, whenever you have that extended conversation, this is when you say, look, I am in real estate. Obviously, I'd like referrals. You have a great agent. I don't want to butt in. 
but what I'd like is for this to be a two-way street where I'm providing you value and assuming that I provide you a lot of value. If you could just give me a shot one day to, to show your clients or show you how well I can take care of your clients, that's all I ask for. In the meantime, this is what I think I can do for you and your clients. And then lay out a few things and then say, if you were me, what else would you add to list of services? If you were me, what else would you add to these list of services? And get their input. And at that point, they're going to feel like they're building something with you. They're going to feel like they're building a business that they don't have to run. But the fact that they gave input into it, it's going to give them some buy-in to your process and probably really build a lot of rapport. Awesome. That's really similar to what I think I recall you saying last time, where it's not walking in there and saying, here's what I can provide, but really trying to open that door and not kowtow, but make sure that you're not, like you said, walking in with your chest puffed up and saying, this is what I can do for you, but really giving them the opportunity to say, here's some new ideas that I have, and then hopefully planting, giving them the opportunity to feel like they have the idea that they have that sort of buy-in, which is awesome. And I just had an awesome conversation with a very unique um, individual who runs a business who's actually my neighbor, and she runs an elder care advocacy sort of uh, business, and there's nobody else that I've ever heard of doing this. I've never heard anything mentioned on any of your guys' calls or on Bigger Pockets or anything like that, but she is eventually the, the PR sometimes for a lot of these individuals, but she's just a senior care advocate. And I just had an awesome conversation with her where she's actually going to try to talk to the trust department at banks, which is how she gets her referrals and try to Mm -hmm. see if she can mention my name there or see what kind of things I could provide for services there. I think my My next hurdle is the fact that I am just an investor and I am just starting out and I'm not licensed or insured as even a handyman, but I do offer that service as well. That's some of my experience. So I think my neighbor's advice to me was to ask the lawyer as well, do you have any advice for me on stuff that I might want to get licensed and insured for or have talked to an attorney about to make sure that I have coverage for when I'm engaging in these, trying to get these deals, trying to get these leads and talking to these clients, so on and so forth, to hopefully be able to say that, hey, I can give you an offer as a handyman or I can give you an offer on the home as an investor and then I have all these other things. So I guess a a follow-up question, you guys don't have to respond. I know we got two others in the call, but have you ever heard of anybody as a senior care advocate? And then have you heard of trust departments at banks? Does that make sense? With a senior care advocate, yes. There aren't a lot of them, but there are others. And it's absolutely, if you can, anyone on the call, if you can find one, it's a great vendor partner of yours. Using them and allowing them to use your expertise and services is just a, a great way to go. And let me really quickly say one more thing outside of the, the senior care advocate. You should also mention to the attorney that, look, you work these leads and you run across several that are unrepresented by an attorney. And that's one of the ways that you'd like to be able to support um, his or her business as well, is being able to recommend them. And then just say, all I would ask, if I bring someone to you that I might be doing a, a business with is that you bring it back to me if they're okay. awesome. And, and then that way there's more value than just making their life easy. 
Yeah. I'm every lead that I get has an attorney listed and I'm not sure if that's I'm right outside St. Louis. I'm in the county. I'm not sure um, if that's just how things are run around here. I can't find anything online, any information around that. So that might be a question that I ask him as well, because I really don't see anybody that's unrepresented every now and again, I'll get a pro se and that's as close as I can get. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what a pro se is. A pro se means unrepresented, but it just sounds like your market everybody uses attorneys or a vast majority of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Still right. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys doing a fantastic job. I love the, I loved the last week, the double soft intro and then the soft intro this week. This is great. You guys are doing great value. I think I realized today in the conversation with my neighbor, cause she was perplexed at why I would be spending X amount of money for leads for each month. But then I pulled up the website and she goes, oh my God. And I go, yeah, I think I realized I'm not paying money as much for the leads because I pair them down from 75 to 20 that are in what actually would be something good for me. I'm paying money for these mastermind calls, for the coaching calls with Bruce, for all the extra stuff that you guys are adding, that you're always introducing and changing and developing and growing and providing that extra value. So you guys are great leaders living it by example. Thank you, guys. Wow. Thanks great time. Appreciate it much. Thank you so much. We have one more in the queue, and then I think Tim wants to wrap up with some last-minute announcements about our new services. Last up this week is number ending in 7139. You're Hello, my name is Keith, and I, first of all, I've enjoyed this. This is my first call. I finally got a, got a chance to connect, so I'm just overwhelmed. But I'd like to know how to get started. I know I missed some sessions. So what would be the first thing that you had to tell me to do, if you if you would, please? Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you mean how to get started with the All the Leads program or just what to do to kick off your prospecting and marketing efforts? To kick off my prospecting and marketing campaign, absolutely, okay. especially with Got the it. lawyers and so forth. Yeah, so with the lawyers, with the lawyers, you're just going to take the uh, attorneys that are, are connected with the leads, and um, the simplest thing to do is just to – to pick the phone up and start calling them. If you have a LinkedIn profile, you can send them a LinkedIn connection request and message them that way. But but the phone call is the easiest. If you okay. actually, let me tell you what the easiest is. The easiest is if you have a financial advisor that is well known in the area, they probably have connections with estate planning attorneys, and you could offer to promote their business to your leads and exchange a quid pro quo to get a connection with the estate planning attorneys that they use. So that's the easiest. Okay. Second easiest is the phone call. But truthfully, when it comes to your leads, you're going to want to focus on uh, the phone and mail. What most people that are brand new do is they lead off with a brochure or a letter, and then they follow that up with a phone call a couple of, about a day or two after the letter has been received. We teach that process. There are a lot of people that also... Uh, keep their mail and their calls unconnected together. So like me, if I was calling someone, I would just call that family every couple of weeks until they answered and until I had a dialogue. And I just simply offer a service-based offer. So basically, I'm your concierge through the whole probate process. What can I help you with? And then your letters should say pretty much the same thing. So it's a pretty simple process. You make phone calls until you have a conversation. 
or you decide that they're never going to call you back, which is typically around six or seven months. So you make phone calls until you have a conversation, and then you send letters for that length of time. Okay, great. Do you guys have any, I guess, sample letters, or how do I put one together? What's the best way to put one together? Do you understand what I'm asking, or some type of guidance here? Are you a, are you an All the Leads subscriber at this point? Okay. Um, for the subscribers that we have in our system that are getting that we're sending them their leads with phone numbers, all the airs with a CR training, everything like that, more than just this call. So for anyone doing that, then we do have, gosh, 25 or 30 sample letters and probably postcards and a bunch of, bunch of different things in there. Those are for drivers, unfortunately, <laughs> but those are drivers. But with the good news is with those leads, you're getting anywhere from three to four additional errors with their phone numbers, their email addresses, their addresses, um, the property values. We're giving you just ton of data to be able to use in your marketing. And I think we lost him. He must have been on his cell phone. And but Keith, if you're still listening, I have a feeling somebody will reach out to you right after this call. We'll get uh, Darcy or Jordan or Natalie, one of, one of those teams, to reach out directly, yeah. walk, you, walk you through the whole program. All right, guys. Awesome call. I'm going to turn it back over to Tim to to finish it up. Tim? Hey, guys. Yep. I have to out. I've got a role play call. i got to jump on. All right. Go get him, Bruce. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks Bruce. Hey, so Thanks, just real quick, the, I'm going to give you the links to the forms that I mentioned in the earlier part of the call. We're still doing a little bit of testing on them. If you fill it out and it doesn't do what you expect, I believe they're working perfectly. But like I said, we're working on them right now. And if you have a problem with them, I'll go back in a few minutes and give it another whack. But once you have logged in for pre-registering for the pre-probate, it's adminalltheleads.com, which is you've already logged in to your user portal, and it would be forward slash PPP for pre-probate form, all one word, lowercase. And if you're interested in the cash advance program that we mentioned earlier, that's simply the same thing, adminalleleads.com forward slash cash advance. And both of those are available, and we're working on them now ready to go and just I believe we'll be ready to go with them soon. Uh, we'll let you know as soon as uh, they're there and you can go and take a look at them now and uh, I believe they'll work for you. Uh, and we'll be adding more information to this as we go. A lot of information to uh, absorb here quickly. It pre-populates with your information so that uh, you don't have to fill in a bunch of excess info that you didn't already have. And so we'll go from there. I hope uh, it's all good for you and we look forward to helping provide as the previous caller said in his very kind words, we do everything we can to make this absolutely certain that anything at all that we can do to enhance the experience, make life easier for you, we're always going to do that. And that's what this program is all about. We're trying to give you as much value as we possibly can. So that's the story. Jim, I'll give it back to you and you can take it from there. All right. That's the story. We're sticking to it, guys. I want to close this call like I always do. This is a great call. We are just thrilled to be able to offer these new products and services. We hope a lot of you on this call will be an early adapter. The call to action is we will be rolling to a lot more people over the next couple of weeks. And if you guys jump in there and express an interest today, you can that's, that's your call to action. You can get ahead of the curve of the rest of the people. And I want to thank each of you for being here today. I want to particularly thank those that actively participated. I want to challenge each of you to take one idea, one thought, one new program or service that you heard on today's call, go out and put it into practice, and please come back next week and share your results with the group. 
Have a great week, everybody. We will talk to you same time next Thursday.